0: Shade trees, flowering trees, evergreen trees, and more. Buy one six to eight foot tall aspen clump for $169.50 and mix and match another tree for only 50 cents. That's two trees for only 170. You take a 25 to exit 235. Then five miles west to the tree farm. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. My passion has always been to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. Radio has helped MyPillow become the amazing company that it is today. And my employees and I want to thank you with some of the best discounts ever. Just go to MyPillow.com right now. And use promo code KHNC. There you're going to find deep discounts on all My Pillow products, including the new six-pack towel sets for only $29.98. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Why you ever chose me? Always it's time for the Deaf Blind Potter Show with your host, Kelvin Crosby. At the end of the line.
1: With all the other not quite Will all the never get it right But it turns out they're the one for all this time Cause I'm just a nobody We're Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Hey, 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 it's so good to see you Even though I can't see you It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood And I'm so excited that you are here At the DeafBlind Potter Show I'm excited to take you on a journey today. And I just want to be straight up with you all. I I bring you a show that's always exciting and encouraging and uplifting. But I tell you, I'm going through some hard stuff right now. (laughs) And so I'm going to try to work through my stuff and live beyond my challenges today. And I want you, as we learn today's story, to live beyond your challenges as well. Because as we, as individuals... When we live beyond our challenges, we end up being able to nail down the situations that are hard and live beyond them. So I'm going to introduce you to my guest today, to uh, Angela Yuola. Angela, Angela, welcome to the Death by Potter Show. Thank you for having me, Kevin. So, uh, Andy, she, I've known her, how long have we been known each other? We've been knowing
2: each other for about... Three years now? I don't know. Three years probably, <laughs> yeah. We'd have to go look for that first video. Exactly.
1: The first viral video on Deathline Potter. And what's exciting is, what's cool about our story is, wh- wh- why don't you tell us, wh- wh- how did you discover me in your, in your uh, when you learn about me at the Deathline Potter? So tell us a, a little bit about that story.
2: Um, I have a chronic pain, and at the time, it was undiagnosed. They thought I had some fibromyalgia, um, stuff like that. And um, I had just had a really bad flare where I had a muscle cramp up, and it took me down. I was at work. um, I had to be rushed home. My husband had to carry me to my bed help me get on the toilet, take a shower, dress me, um, got me to bed, and I spent over three weeks there. I'm pretty sure it was six weeks there, but, um, you know, the mind is foggy at this point. (laughs) And I I just remember being stuck in bed, and I'd done everything you could possibly think of to do from your bed. I'd crocheted, I'd knit, I'd colored, I'd played Every game that looked interesting on my phone. And I was just like, well, now what am I going to do? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to download TikTok. One of my kids l- likes TikTok. Maybe there's something to it. <laughs> so I downloaded TikTok. And one of the first videos that comes up is you throwing a pot talking about being a deaf blind person. And I was hooked. And I, I still had a full time job at that point and I was on FMLA. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna commission a piece from this guy and I, I really want it to be therapeutic. I want it to be something that's fun for him. So and you remember I, I I told you just do whatever you want. And you said, No, I need inspiration. And I said, No, really. Just do whatever you want. So we together we decided to do a tall the tallest piece that you'd ever done and uh, put seashells and stuff on it for like a texture piece, and we got to talking, and you found out I was a mechanical engineer, and um, you asked for some help, and the rest is history.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I think that was pretty. What was incredible, and I, I think I wanted to set the scene with this because our 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 relationship is not necessarily like. Oh, I just sent out a job application. No, we, we've we lived through some challenges together. And yeah. we've gone through some challenges. And that's what's so incredible about our friendship and as well our working relationship that we have. And so let, let's – because this coming up Friday is Veterans Day, I wanted to have a veteran on my show so we could celebrate Veterans Day and – and honor all of our veterans and so i know i'm four days early doing that (laughs) but andy she's a veteran and i want her to take us a little bit through her story so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take it right up to the commercial i'm gonna have andy tell her childhood story first and then in the next segment we'll start creeping into her serving our country so andy tell us a little bit about your childhood
2: Um, my childhood was kind of complicated to say the least Um, I have recently been diagnosed as autistic which was a huge shock for me and my family Um, my sister found out first but in that we didn't know um, and I had a mother who was mentally ill um, there was a lot of abuse Um, quite a bit of abuse um,
1: so, so, tell tell us a little bit about, I mean, did did you live with your mom? What was that situation in that? Ev-
2: we lived with our parents until I was about seven years old, I think, and then my parents got a divorce. My birth mother um, made a statement to her mom that she wanted us kids for the child support so she didn't have to work and then my dad lost custody because at the time they favored women i mean it was the early 90s they just favored women um we had moved to the state of california and my dad was one of the first men to get custody of four daughters in this kind of a situation my mom didn't want to transfer custody and she thought if she acted like she didn't know or wasn't notified by the court then she would maintain custody and keep getting payments so she kidnapped us and took us to New York and we were homeless we had lived in a car we were parked in front of a courthouse um, and We were there until a really kind man knocked on my mom's window of the car and said that um, he wanted to speak to my mom. And then we went and lived with him for a while until my mom got enough money together. And I'm not quite sure how she did it, but we ended up in a house of our own. But really, it was because of this kind man who just took us in off the streets. I I, he was so sweet. I I can't thank him enough for what he did. I mean, we were saving our money and taking showers and sinks in the uh, um, restaurants when we could. You know, typical homeless stuff, begging for food and all of that. And it was really nice to have a warm place to be.
1: And as you're going through this journey, your mom isn't getting a severe car accident. And um she ended up saying her real name and what how you guys got, got found out. So tell us a little yeah. bit about that.
2: So we were we were riding somewhere, I believe, after school, and my youngest not my youngest, my second to youngest sister took off her seatbelt. and my mom being kind of violent to temper as she was, um, flipped around as like in the seat in the front seat to like beat my sister and who was sitting in the middle on the back. Um, I believe she was in the middle. And um, when she did that, she hit her foot, hit the gas pedal. She was also intoxicated, if I remember correctly. And her foot hit the accelerator and we ended up slamming into the rear end of a Monte Carlo. And when the police showed up, to get her into the ambulance and get us into the ambulance because I was in shock. Two of my sisters had head injuries. Um, so, stuff like that. So stay tuned. But yeah. As, as we come back,
1: we're going to continue this story and we're going to continue this story and how Andy continues to live beyond his challenges even though when the doubt is here. So stay tuned.
2: to hide and trembles at his voice, trembles at his
0: voice. So
1: good to see you, even though I can't see you. It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood. My name is Kelvin Crosby, also known as the Deaf Blind Potter. You're here on 1360 on the AM dial and KHNC. And I got an awesome guest for you. And we've already kind of talked about a little bit about her story and what her challenges of early on in her childhood and now we're going to get into the next part of her story and I have Angela Yola here and so Angela go ahead and tell us a little bit about your story so your mom kidnapped you your dad got the rights to you and now you're starting to become a teenager and tell us a little bit about growing up into this stage of your life
2: Well, my adoptive mom kind of came into the scene. Um, My dad um, actually told me one time that I had too many problems for him to manage and that he wanted to give me up for adoption. And at the time, like I said, we didn't know I was autistic. I was having lots of sensory issues and I wasn't managing them well and I really didn't have the support to manage them. So when my dad met my stepmom... Uh, She was really good at handling me and helping me through things and teaching me how to manage what was going on around me. She didn't know why. She just kind of somehow intuited that I needed support. And um, she took care of me. And she speaks Spanish, and she was a missionary, and I kind of just wanted to be just like her. And so I learned Spanish, and I became a foreign exchange student in Spain.
1: So, so you went and were a foreigner student. Oh, if I could talk right today, it would be
2: great. <laughs> um,
1: and uh, so you're a foreigner. <laughs> so this is the beauty of being deafblind is that I can't. I can make the sounds in my mouth. So just a quick note. I don't know if people understand that my hearing loss doesn't allow me to hear my own voice. So all the voices, the sounds that they make, I'm actually having to use the vibration of my voice. And the shape of my mouth to get the right sound out. So, so you were a foreign foreign exchange student. See, there we go. Just speaking a little slower. Get the muscles moving in your lips. You're good to go. And <laughs> and so you're going through this journey. So you're in Spain. You had that experience, and then you come back home, and you end up
2: meeting your your husband, right? You're, you're talking about my ex. Yeah. So um I was assaulted by um somebody who I thought was a youth group director at, at my church while I was a foreign exchange student in Spain and it threw me for a real loop I I ended up questioning God questioning my own life questioning all the rules everything you can possibly think of like why me why me I, and I guess not why me in a in a in a victim way just like you know what you do wrong Mm -hmm. um and then I happened to tell this other foreign exchange student um what was going on with me and he seemed really supportive and super kind and um he asked me if I wanted to go on a date and I said yes and we kind of started dating I went back to the United States because my my tour turn was over um, and I went to go live in Lincoln, Nebraska. I started nursing school. Um, I was working two full-time jobs just trying to pull it together and then 9-11 happened. And my ex-husband, because he's not from the United States, um, he was very concerned about me. He had no reference for how big the United States is. And he asked if he could come see me and I said yes. And This thought that I might have AIDS or some kind of STD was looming over my head. Just, I didn't want to tell my family that I'd been tarnished or ruined, um, that I'd made mistakes that had led me to that point, which, I mean, he was a youth group director. I was doing youth group activities. I was really hard on myself. And my ex-husband came to visit and I kind of told him everything that happened again with like more detail and with my concerns and he said well if you want to you could be a foreign exchange student in my country and then we can um, get you tested and if you have these STDs then I'll just tell your family you've got cancer and then you can just live here and I was like oh that that actually felt great to hear and I I gave it like three months before I actually went.
1: And so this ended up being your first husband, and mm-hmm. so so you're now in Germany, and so you Belgium, Belgium, Belgium. But close. Okay, I, I'm, I'm, try, <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with the story here. Oh, um,
2: there's and, a lot. There's and, a lot. Yeah,
1: there's a lot. And so you meet him, and then both of you are like, we we want to serve our country, and so you well, and,
2: I had my first pregnancy first. Oh, that's right. Um, well, actually two pregnancies. Um, and he got mad, he called me a whore, told me that um there's no way the child was his. He told me he'd been in an, a motorcycle accident that had severed important parts mm-hmm. that um the doctors told him he couldn't have kids and I said, Well, the only person I've been with is you, so <laughs> you know, this this baby is yours. And I said, you know, I can raise this child on my own. I don't need you. I'll just, you know, suck up my pride and go back to my parents and raise this kid on my own. I don't need you. I don't want your child support. I want nothing from you. Like, you can just disappear and be gone. Um, and he said that wasn't good enough for him because uh, his dad wasn't really involved in his life and he wanted to be there. So I said, Okay. And at the time, I kind of got tricked into the situation that I was in. Um, New Year's Eve, he had asked me to marry him. And his family didn't speak English. And they started giving me shots. And I felt like I had to drink them. I ended up getting too drunk. And I really don't remember how I got pregnant. Obviously, stuff happened. Um, And um, I think he used it to finally convince me to marry him and after we got three weeks after we got married I had this horrible miscarriage and as we're walking out of the hospital he goes did they find anything in your blood and I said no why and he goes because I think your mom gave you something because um she really didn't want you to have the baby and that didn't make sense because my mom had already bought baby shoes and formula and you know everything that you could to support your first grandchild, mm-hmm. and I, I just couldn't put two and two together. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Later on, I found out um, about the birth, um, the abortion pill in Europe, and why it's illegal in the United States. It causes hemorrhaging, and lo and behold, my during. Uh, two miscarriages that I had with him I almost hemorrhaged to death One of them was in doctor's care They oh, they couldn't stop the bleeding um, They actually told me I died on the table They don't know how I started living again mm. um, And the doctors were like screaming at me When I woke up the second Well that was actually the third time So the first and the third time Were the ones where I hemorrhaged really bad The second time I got pregnant was really close to after the first time so i think there was enough of the drug in my body to cause a miscarriage um so it was just really quick but um it, during that time frame like right in between the second and the third my ex-husband was like you know we should join the military together and i just thought wow, you could get some discipline. Maybe you'll be nicer to me. Um, maybe this will be great. And I've always wanted to be in the military. I, I Right out of high school, I tried to convince my family to let me go into the Marines. And my my adopted mom started crying and said, please don't go. And so I didn't. But it was always a thought. It was always there. Yeah. And so when he was like, let's go, I was like, let's go. And we joined the Army.
1: So that... Leads us into this whole new journey, and I what's what what's interesting about your story. There's a lot in into it, and we like, and I want to encourage you if you want to hear her Angie's whole story after this show. Um, there will be a link to the Perseverance podcast to her story and to the whole story. Because obviously, in a radio station show, we can't really get everything here in one bit, and so. I want to now dive into the next part of your story is you going in the army and now you're serving a country you're in the Middle East so tell us kind of where were you well we're going to say that you I realize we got there's some things that we can't really share over there so um, where so you were in the Middle East kind of in the Afghanistan area serving a country and you were out of out of base, that had a little bit of a situation. Can you tell me yeah. about this?
2: Yes, um, I'm going to say this very light, very cautiously. Um, but from my understanding, there were tests that were positive for mustard gas and for ex- other contaminants. The army says that those contaminants were not there and that the tests were false positives. But after I reviewed the the document- the tests, I strongly believe that those toxins were there and that the unit that was there had done their due diligence to make sure that there wasn't contamination to the tests. In the picture, you can see like the tape that seals off like wood from the rest of the structure and that's important for other people to understand. But, um, so later on, um, I end up, well, I'm only there two weeks before my ex-husband sends me divorce papers. I signed them. I sent them back. Good riddance. Um, It was a hard row. And after I'd gotten, it was actually when I was deployed that I found that news article that told me about the abortion pill. And and then I remembered my ex-husband telling me um, that I could take a pill and the pregnancy would be gone and it would look like a miscarriage. And I was like, wow, that, that can't be a coincidence. Mm-hmm. So I just, I was just glad he was gone. About three months later, my um, husband's unit shows up. My current husband's unit shows up to the theater. And we end up on assignment together. And we just really had each other's back during all the missions and um, during the chaos. And he was only there for a couple of months. And then he was sent back to uh, Bagram and i'm still there almost a year in the contaminants and the stuff and i start feeling really really bad really sick um at first they thought it was allergies so it was my first time taking allergy medicine i thought maybe it's you know i'm working too hard i'm working too many hours that's why my body hurts um i'm carrying too much stuff when i get back to garrison which is you know you Where I was state my duty station in Germany, Um, I'll be fine. I'll be able to recover. Everything will be okay. And then I got back to Germany, and things didn't get better. Um, They continued to get worse. And I was talking to my chain of command, and I finally just decided, you know, maybe I need to get out. Maybe, maybe if I go National Guard, you know, I can still serve my country and I can still do the thing, but it won't be so taxing on me. Mm And I went to the national. I had my first son, and I went to the National Guard, and I just continued to deteriorate to the point where my chain of command was now like before. They would just notice that I wasn't peppy or having good stride or pushing myself as hard. But at this new chain of command, it was getting to the point where my my sergeant would be like, "Hey, you need to go sit down. You need to you need to take a knee. You need to." rest and at one point they were like it's time you need to go to the VA so I went to the VA and I got approved for PTSD and they told me they didn't want to look at my knees they didn't want to look at my joints and figure out what was going on and I had started going to school to become an engineer so I was like "I'll, I'll just continue going to school I had my second son and I get And I had my internship at Toyota, which was phenomenal, a great place to have your start. I moved to Kentucky, and then I was going to school at UK, and one day, driving home, everything was spinning, and all I could see was the license plate on the car in front of me. And I thought, if I try to get off the road, I'm just going to crash. So, yeah.
1: So... As we come back,
0: we're
1: gonna be coming into Angie's story right when she served our country, she's impacted lives, and now she's living with the chronic pain. So come, stay tuned and we'll see you on the other side on Angie's story, how she lives beyond this
2: challenge.
0: pound it whatever you choose and get this there's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back go to investyrefi.com. that's invest the letter y r e f y.com or call 888 YREFI 24 you can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25% just call 888 YREFI 24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them joe sent you Do you have questions or comments for
1: Kelvin? You can text him right now at
0: 877-536-1360. And it is
2: well with my soul
0: it is well
2: with
1: Hey, 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 so good to see you, even though I can't see you. It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood, and you're here at the DeafBlind Potter Show. Again, my name is Kelvin Crosby, and we're on the 1360 on the AM dial on KHNC. And I got an amazing guest for you, and her name is Andy Ola. And I just want to just really just thank her for her her service to our country and serving our country as a a lady and doing it well. And, but the challenge of serving our country, it's not always the easiest thing to come out of and say, it's going to be okay for the rest of your life. And what we've learned today is that Andy, she's, she's been battling a lot with her, her chronic illness from serving our country and even her trauma from her childhood as well being diagnosed with PTSD when she served our country and now being exposed to mustard gas and some other toxins that really affected who, how her body functioned and right before we went to commercial, we were set up. At her story is when she was going to college, and she had this experience. As it, and she was—you were currently in a lab, getting uh, your mechanical engineering degree, and it's when you had one of the, those really bad spells. Tell us a little bit about that, and kind of tell us what what is, what is the diagnosis, and how how can people pray for you for this as well, and. What what is this journey for you? What is this journey like for you?
2: So, it just got really intense with the burning in my feet. Um, I couldn't carry my school bag anymore. I had to have a roller bag. And um, I followed that license plate that I was talking about before the break clear until it got off the road. And then, all of a sudden, my vision cleared. And I really think that was a God thing. Um, I made it home safely. And I just... I just got really lucky there's been moments where I'm driving and all of a sudden I don't even know who I am I I never seem to lose the capability to drive which is the interesting thing but um there are times when I, I was an hour late to work because one time because I drove 30 minutes away from my job because I didn't know who I was and then 30 minutes back um fast forward I find out I have this chronic illness called Mast Cell Activation Syndrome and that's after I find out after we meet um, that I have about a year after we meet right Mm -hmm. Um, that I have this disorder and it's a mutation of the white blood cells and mustard gas can cause mutation of white blood cells. I find out just before that that there is a support group for people who were at the location where I was stationed and we are massing now. And we went and fought. Um, we spoke to Congress and Senate. We wrote as many letters as we could. I got to speak with John Stewart, which was so amazing. He is he is a great man. Um, you know, he waited for the cameras to end to hear my story personally and to know how he could support the veterans who went to the place where I was at. And we got the the, the bill passed. And now i 'm finally covered by the v a um so it's it's been a long road, but without the see me cane, um, I would have lost my mind <laughs> um, it, it's when you called me, it was probably one of the lowest moments in my life, and you gave me purpose, and not only that, but you're flexible with my my issues if if I have sensory overload, I can tell you if I'm you know down the that day or I'm having a chronic flare up, um, I can tell you and I'm finally on medication that works so my last flare was only five days instead of six weeks. so like it's it's getting better and as far as prayer requests, my only prayer ever. Is that I want to be authentically living the life that God wills for me. I don't need to be healed. I, if that's His will, I, I want it. But if it's not, then I am content where I'm at. Um, I, I, I want the life story that best suits my salvation. So I I'm, guess just yeah.
1: Well, I think what's cool is it's well with your soul, and yeah. and what's amazing about that story uh, of that song is well with my soul, is that the that man wrote that song after he lost his wife, and I think it was four four kids, and a wow, and they were going from here to Europe, and and the boat wrecked and. He was all alone, and he was a multi-millionaire, and but completely alone, and saying it is well with my soul, and I think that's a really important thing. I want to really encourage you, the listeners, today. as you're listening to Andy's story, it continues to get. I mean, we started right off the bat; it was not easy, and but what's amazing is is that day that. She sent me the email saying, Kelvin, I want to commission a piece from you. I'm like, okay, I'm down. And you were still working at this point uh, for Toyota at this point.
2: And I'm
1: like, all right, I'll do this.
2: Well, I'll interrupt. It was I was working for advanced drainage systems, but it's easy to lose track. Like I said, okay. so many moving parts of <laughs> <in> my story. <laughs> all
1: right, so you're working for them. And, yeah. and so well, what's interesting is, is when we we first talked we we connected, but I didn't really pursue anything more, in besides just making your piece and just allowing you to experience the joy of a DeafBlind Potter piece, allowing you to yeah. have the the ability to see the three rings and to have the 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 what you call seashells that I impressed on it which is the first ever for me and <laughs> and it was it was one of those pieces that I got to be who I was and give you that experience with but it wasn't until I was in pain where you came to my rescue and what was amazing about this story is I had just had a video just go viral it hit Over 5 million views, and it says, I don't want to live no more. I'm going to hike in the mountains and I'm going to get attacked by a bear. But then I heard that still, soft voice saying, Calvin, Mm -hmm. Calvin, I have a plan for you. And then. I say, you are worth something. Tell somebody about your pain today. And if Mm -hmm. you're having suicide thoughts, I want you to dial this number or reach out to me or somebody and tell somebody that you're struggling. We saved over 10,000 lives with that video. But I didn't realize what that video was going to do because when you do YouTube and TikTok and all that stuff, if you connect a video to a viral video of yours, it then – it goes to all the people that were excited about it and everything like that. Yeah. And I end up sending you this video saying, hey, would you help me? And you're like, absolutely. I'm like, okay. You can solve my problem because at this point in my company the c Kane, I had just gotten enough funding with the raising the money with the Deathline Potter you and I'm care. having to work through this Moving challenge so when we come back I'm going to continue this story the and how world Andy world helped world. me live beyond my challenge and how together we're living beyond our challenges so stay tuned you and we'll see you on the other side
2: in this place. I worship you, I worship you You are
0: here This is Steve of Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group.
1: If you're not listening to Swamp Fight, you're just not listening. Join us here in the swamp Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays at 12 noon
0: right here on AM 1360.
1: Hey, hey, it's so good to see you, even though I can't see you. It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood, and I'm so excited that you are here at the DeafBlind Potter show. Again, my name is Kelvin Crosby. We're on 1360 on the AM dial, KHNC. And as we're coming up to the end of our show here, and I'm going to just jump right into my into the story where we left off. So if you haven't listened, the podcast will be at DeafBlindPotter.com, or you can go to the KHNC website. And get the podcast there, too. So, as we're... As my video going viral, and I send my video to Andy and say, Andy, would you be willing to help me make the me came? Because now the contract manufacturer that I was going to work with, they abandoned the idea, and they said, like, no, nope, we're not going to help you. And you came to my rescue. And... and, t- and- What'd you say? Sorry, I think we
2: both did. <laughs> we kind of both needed each other in that moment. And what was it that? was definitely inspired.
1: Yeah. And I think what was amazing about this experience with you and I working together is that we were able to yeah. develop a product. So if you're not familiar with the Seeming Cane, the seamy Cane is a lighted blind cane that can be seen from 100 yards away and it helped blind individuals to travel more independently and safely. Cause I've been hit by a car three times and it's estimated that one of every three blind people will be hit by a car at least once in their lifetime. And when I told Andy, this, this started like giving Angie a purpose because you were in a deep yeah. part of your life. And you're like, how am I going to live beyond this challenge? So tell us yeah. a little bit when you said yes to the see me cane, how did this start changing? Like your health start changing the way you think and really giving you a purpose.
2: Well, I was feeling like a drain to my family financially and um, I had no support from the VA yet. Um, Sure, they covered my PTSD and some other things, but they would say very disparaging things to me about my health. Like, uh, don't you think this is all in your head? Sure, your emotional status can influence your pain, but there was something to this that was more. I I just knew it was more. Um, And then we started working together and at first... Um, we used to have conflicts remember yep. um, <laughs> and, and it, I didn't it, I didn't know I was autistic right so he would change subjects on me about stuff he wanted to do in the future and I'd be stuck on what I'm working on currently and then I'd get frustrated and he, he you'd be frustrated because you're like why aren't you following this conversation and I'm like there's too many changes I can't do this all right now the customer that we have right now doesn't are we changing this now and and then you came up with this idea to have a spreadsheet. Do you remember? Yep, yep. Where your ideas go and we table the ideas and we, and now you're very clear when you're, when we're changing subjects, which is so super helpful for me. Um there are times when I have to go I have to message you and say Kelvin I can't work today in fact I don't think I can work the rest of this week I've got to cancel everything and you're like right on board and there and supportive and then I found out I'm autistic and I was like okay so um we're probably not shocked but I have problems with change and this is why I have sensory issues and um this is why a lot of stuff's happening. And that happened just after I got my diagnosis, too, um, about half a year, mm-hmm. six months after I got my, my formal diagnosis. So I just started my meds. I just started feeling a little bit better, still having flares, still having some issues, not near as bad. I, I haven't had a moment where I don't know who I am since I started the medication. Yeah. Um, there's been so much uptick. Um, just knowing that I can be... Of value in the world, even if not in a big way and in my small way, is so helpful and I can make some money and I can help my husband support our family it just it changes everything and i'm sure anybody who's chronically ill knows what it feels like to be laying in bed and and feel like you're just a weight to your family i mean it it really does a job, job to your head
1: well I think that's what is amazing about how I mean, this is what I want to talk to employers. Like, if you're an employer, you hire people. Some of your best employees are going to be ones that are need some time, need some need some accommodations. And it yeah. took it took us a little bit to figure out what what do I need to do to accommodate you, but as well for 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 us to work together. Like today. We're trying to solve a problem with regards to keeping our inventory correct and making sure yes. The what version I'm like, I was like, I started spitting out this thing, but I'm like, you know what, what if you controlled what version of Canus is this is, and then I'll put the inventory on it and then we'll work together through it. And then lo and behold, we have an awesome solution that will help us live yes. beyond our challenges and it meets you where you are and that way you can still keep producing canes at a rate that uh, the, that we can p- produce canes at, and you can take the breaks that you need, you're able to do the things that you need, and we're making our deadlines. And this is where I wanna encourage yeah. you as employers to really think through some of these things, because when you have somebody that comes to you, hey, and, and they're always sick or whatever, Instead of saying, hey, why why don't we do an hourly job, why don't we do a project job? And you create the job as a the project, they still meet the deadlines and the requirements, and they can still live beyond their challenges. They might not work the 8 to 5. They might work the 1 in the morning to 8 o'clock in, in the morning. The, in the in the morning, they might work. Or that. not this week, or but next week. week I will. And they Damn. and like in your case, you tend when you do one of those all week weekers, you end up putting in way too many hours, <laughs> and <you're>, then, <laughs> then you then you gotta take a rest <laughs> behind that. So that's where you gotta find that balance, yep. and that's how we together have worked through. Like, like I call your autism superpowers because it allows you to be laser focused on something, but as a an employer I'm realizing oh how do I work with that superpower but do not get her off track and like we did the spreadsheet and now I do well so I'm also programming like I have a bunch of stuff on the back and I'm like all right we're gonna hit these milestones and I'm planning out how we're gonna get there yeah and it makes it so that way we together we're building the best product we possibly could and be able and to I hit agree. the deadlines that we need to hit and meet the, where we need to get to so as we get near to the last part of our segment I got a bunch of announcements for you and I want to give you a, a bunch of things for you so stay tuned and we'll continue to live beyond our challenges so I'll see you on the other side
0: Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see absolutely no fees. There is no attack on principle if you ever need your money back and your monthly statements will have no surprises. If you're not sure if you can trust this economy, this secure collateralized portfolio may be a good option for you. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter dot com, or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. That's 888-Y-REFI-24. Tell them Joe sent you. Do you have questions or comments for Kelvin? You can text him right now at 877-536-1360.
1: I tell you, that song is so powerful to me. When you can see, and you can see the Lord, there's something so powerful about that. So, welcome to the DeafBlind Podcast. You're getting into end of our show here. And my name is Kelvin Crosby. We're on 1360 on the KHNC and on the AM dial. And... I just want to thank Andy for being on the Deathline Potter show, telling your story, allowing people to hear your challenges and how you live beyond them. So, thank you so much, Andy, for being on our show. No problem. And, so, I got a bunch of announcements for you and why we're going to get go? I'm going to take this right to the end and so, first thing is, I now have figured out how to get the radio show on YouTube and live. So, if you're Throughout the country, whatever you want to watch me move my hands around, do crazy thing, get my eyes all over the place, you can go to the Deathline Potter, uh, I see Deathline Potter YouTube channel, Rumble or Facebook, and you'll find the live feed there at the top of the hour, whether on Mountain time, five o'clock Mountain Standard Time, or if you live in San Diego like I do, it's four o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And so, you can watch it on YouTube, and I'm going to do the best to give you the live feed. If I don't, I always will have a co- recording, and I'll post it after the fact. But, yeah, so, and also, please do email me. Um, it is uh, info at com or info at deafblindpotter.com to get, get in contact with me and tell me what you think about the show how you like the show and how the show is impacting your life. And what else? Oh, the website. The website for the Potter Show is at DeafBlindPotterShow.com. So that's where you can find all of the podcasts from all the shows. As well, if I reference somebody that had been on the Perseverance Podcast show, there's a link to their story on there as well. The other thing is you can see who's coming up every month on the deafblindpottershow.com. And, you'll be like, next week I'm going to be interviewing uh, my, my dear cousin Casey about her challenges of living with thyroid cancer and having that as well. Her have, having a baby that was born without a brain. And we're going to go talk through those those challenges and deal with those those hurdles that she had to go through to help you see how God helped her find joy in the mix of this pain. And like Angie and I's story today where Mm -hmm. Angie was in the most toughest time of her life or one of her I mean, she got a lot of them, but in this case, I was there for the one where the the most current one. Yes. And we were able to go through this And really build this friendship and together we're working through challenges and and giving each other purpose and helping each other say, all right, we can do this too. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage you. Are you going through something? Are you dealing with something in your life? And Mm -hmm. are you struggling with something? Because you don't have to walk through that pain alone. Just like Angie. Amen. She reached out to me, and I was able to walk through a journey with her. And then I reached out to her, and she was able to walk through a pain with me. And in return, we were both walking through pain together, and we were building each other stronger and more strong. Building this character and persevering, and now we're here we are with the See Me Kane the Light Blind Cane. And if you're wanting to know more about the See Me Cane, you got to go to see me cane. and you can donate there as well to get help give a, a thousand See Me Cane to the United States uh, visually impaired individuals. So this is my sign out to you, and like I always say, when I close out any show, go live, beyond your challenges, and I'll see you next week. At 5 o'clock Mountain Standing Time on the PM. And I'll see ya. And you guys have a great day. And I'm going to make sure I'm be praying for you. And happy Veterans Day. And you guys have a Thank great day. Thank
2: you. You'll all be on mine th- too.
1: It's a perfect time to plant trees during the tree farm's 50 Cent Tree Sale. Buy the first tree at regular price and get a second tree for only 50 cents. Choose from thousands of carry-out-sized shade trees, flowering trees, evergreen trees, and more. Buy one seven to eight foot tall flowering tree for only two sixty-nine fifty dollars and get another tree for only 50 cents. That's two seven-gallon
0: trees for only $270. You can see 25 to exit 235. Then five miles west to the tree farm.